What are your favorite moped sounds? You can touch my flywheel anytime. Funny because mine is spot on. Coronavirus. Coughing up, everyone. Let's get Ashley sick. She's here. Can you believe it? Wow. It's been a long time. Probably like a month. Did she? This first time she put underwear and pants on for a month. Damn. Working from home. Never leaving the house. Fucking weirdo. Dude, welcome to Moped Monday podcast, aka Moped Tuesday. Moped Tuesday podcast. Thursday. Wednesday. When's it posting? Uh, It definitely was Moped Tuesday yesterday because I blew it on Monday. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, I fell asleep on the couch. Like where you left, I fell asleep on the couch waiting for the files to transfer from the SD card to the computer. Ooh. (laughs) And then I woke up to a dead computer. Hmm. At 5 a.m. And that's uh, not going to work. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, okay, chart, put the computer on the plug. The files did transfer. I was like, okay, that's good. Did anybody notice? Exported the whole thing. And then by that time, it was um, time to leave for work. So I could be there by 7.30. And I was like, fuck. All right, I'll come, back, I'll come home and I'll post it on my lunch break. Came home on lunch. Uploaded the file. Posted it. Hell yeah, did it. Went back to work. And I was like, didn't think twice about it. it. No, I didn't think twice about it. I was like, we're good. I did that shit. Still made it on Monday. Haven't missed a Monday in years. Today, I was like, "Hmm, man, I wonder if anyone's listening to the podcast episode yet. Let me check it. And I checked, and it was not there. Hmm. And I was like, uh, what happened? Proof in concept that we actually don't listen to the podcast. Because I posted it. I was like, what happened? And I came into the room on my lunch break today and checked the computer. And I was like, oh, this posted on my personal SoundCloud account that mm. I haven't used in years. <laughs> wah, wah, I accidentally wah. logged in with Facebook instead of with the Google email account. <laughs> I have been listening to more shit, though. I've been so listening to like, true crimes. It. and Yeah, just I posted somewhere where no one would ever hear it. <laughs> no man's land. It's definitely no man's land over there. I don't even know what I have on it. Afterwards, I'm going to play it. See what's on it with you guys. We we can explore my old SoundCloud together. I don't know what's on it. No clue. Probably what? real bad. We should bring uh, uh, some nice hard liquor. <laughs> Get real wasted. So, since I fucked up, I was like, hmm. Well, at least we'll 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 do some special for everyone who didn't get their Monday fix and had to like suffer for a Tuesday fix. <laughs> and that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's Wednesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday night? night. Tuesday night. The week's a blur, dude. We are working too much. I know. Is. I tried to record. It I was like, I had my phone out the other day recording because I was in some sketchy shit out working. And it was 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning or whatever it was. In the middle of nowhere on some curvy fucking road. And ended up on a one-lane bridge thing. I didn't think it could hold me. And, but I got a new phone today. So I, instead of like saving on your all your content, I wonder if it's backed up to my cloud because I need to try and find it. But, like, I took a video of me going with a wrecker across this, like, sketchy, wooden, old steel bridge, single lane. Like, you, and then I stuck the phone out the window, and you can hear it, creak, pop, clap, clap, creak, pop, clap. Sketchy. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, man. This is going to be the end of me. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Well, some excitement. 
this year. Um, my pets have been weird. And the end of the year shindigs that normally go down, like New Orleans didn't happen. And, you know, Chad Burke's building gather. Normally it's like a December or something, like end of the year kind of kickoff. It's right like, now. The big celebration. And it's, it's, at, it's still doing its normal days, normal yeah, times. Yeah. And, and instead of it being like you get to go there and build your bike and powder coat and do all your own shit this year, Chad's doing something new. So we're doing a quick episode with him before the shindig goes off this weekend. And I don't know. We'll just Putting all you kids back in school. <laughs> Moped school. So if you got your tools polished up, that's good. If you don't, go fucking polish them. Gosh. You got your computer you know, dialed you in. Pile on the fucking floor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> take take the pile of tools from underneath your tiny little uh, like workbench chair, or wherever oh, you yeah. stash them in the cardboard box underneath yeah. the counter. Put them back dig them out, box. stack them up in one place, semi organize them because you're gonna fuck them up again, and then uh, grab some beer and then forget the tools are there and watch or listen <laughs> to some Chadberg building gather. Let's bring him in. Ring a ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ring a ding, ding, ding. Ring a ding, 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 ding. Yo, what's up, Chad? Is this Patrick? Hey, how's it going? Dude, welcome to Moped. Uh, now we can't decide. Tuesday podcast, Tuesday. Wednesday podcast. Tuesday. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, new and improved uh, Chad Burke Building Gather podcast. Dude. <laughs> What's going on? This is Chad Burke on the phone with us. Uh, Chad, um, I know we had a whole episode with you, but why don't you introduce yourself again and tell people who you are and where you're from. Okay, um, I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I've been doing the moped thing for 33 years now. Um, I work on them, I ride them, I meet new fools all over the country on them, and uh, I try and help... uh, build and grow community in addition to that um through my shop and through my event oh yeah and he's and he's always got oil with him too so if you meet him in rally and you need fucking, <laughs> some fucking saber or something chad's got it on deck like ready to go like i mean little... you need some lube <laughs> you know where to find it dude fucking it's like a little drug dealer shows up the rally slinging parts out the back of his truck like all right what you guys need <laughs> the same as you oh yeah that's right true true, sign of a true hustler baby gotta pay for that gas man a drug dealer knows when he sees a drug dealer (laughs) gas to get to the rally isn't free yep but you make a little money when you're there help helps relieve the you know hey you gotta cover costs right that's all i care about just making enough to cover the trip yeah when i get home i feel like i didn't i didn't lose out no, if anything, you gained because not only did you pay for the trip, but then you got all the fun of being there. Yeah, all being there. So, yeah. wanna... although not so much being there this year. Oh man, yeah. No, no one's been in anywhere. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How's the struggle been yeah. trying to coordinate and figure out like how to do this remotely? Been. Oh, this is not my forte when it comes to uh, to throwing an event. That's for certain. Um, I mean, I I had a lot of people reaching out to me about the event and whether or not I was going to be doing anything, and people kind of pressuring to 
to still do it, but like do it in different respects um, with like less people or just like, it's not a big deal. And uh, I, 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 I just couldn't uh, responsibly do it um, in person with, with the current state of things and everything. So the only option was to try and figure out something where I could still uh, interact with people and uh, do it remotely. And I guess everyone's doing this Zoom thing now, so I might as well jump on the bandwagon, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I heard a rumor down the pipeline that your first moped rally, you actually sent out like the information for it through Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> Telegram? It was a message in a bottle. We didn't have a river to throw it in. You know, a bottle doesn't go very far when you just set it in the middle of the road. Set it, yeah, set it on a dry lake bed and hope the wind blows it in the right direction. I mean, like nothing a like a rally of one, right? Messenger pigeon. I tell you, the, the pizza order is pretty easy, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? Uh, No, we did use this. We use used the snail mail uh, invites to moped rallies, though. Oh yeah, dude! I I, I like the one year like I uh, I made physical handbills and I was like going to rallies and passing out flyers like oh, go come oh, to yeah. this rally like put it's it, like when you're trying to promote a stripper you know or like it's a like, band <laughs> or whatever yeah it's like I came from bands so I was like I'm DJ just flyers in their hand like listen take this i mean that's that stuff is like uh it's gonna be archived paleontologists are gonna find that shit and be like what the hell was this yeah the the, uh a stack of like empty paps cans are gonna preserve uh a bill i mean i know I've, i've got a lot of past uh like moped rally swag like literature and booklets and uh rally itineraries and that just floating in my my stack of uh memories and whatnot the stuff that i kind of hold on to for future uh sharing and that of how things have changed and and just memories Mm -hmm. i wish i kept all of mine like all my itineraries (laughs) and stuff i'm saving mine for my obituary thomas Mm -hmm. has a couple yeah (laughs) Just, yeah. <laughs> just for the Viking ship, for that kindling, right? Yeah, to get yeah. It started. yeah exactly. <laughs> Cast me off into the James River. I'll make it about a half a block before I get jammed up on some logs and burn something really important down. Shaped like a moped. Well, and the water will probably splash most of the fire out anyways. You'll just be sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the shit, all the shit that's in the water in Richmond, it might actually add to the flames. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I know. I uh, One of the Richmond rallies, I spliced one of the Hell's Satan's rallies. I spliced my foot open pretty good in the water, and oh, everyone thought I'd need to go to the hospital on that, and I was sitting there on a rock bleeding out and laughing. So. <laughs> yeah, try not to go in the James River with open wounds. That's like my number one rule. Oh, like, yeah. No open, yeah, no open wounds in the river. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't go in the river with an open wound. I left the river with an open wound. <laughs> Always wear water shoes in the James if you're yeah. going in. You gotta have a special <laughs> pair of sneakers in your house that you only wear to the river. Yeah, yeah Chad yeah, decided to flush well, his wound with with dripping blood. Yeah, someone gave me the rally bandana and I I put it around my bloody foot and <laughs> and yeah, it was good to go. Set, ready to go. Fair so, enough. So, <laughs> so do you still have that foot? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I have the foot, but for some reason I lost the bandana. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the other way around. <laughs> Stevens are pissed. Dude, so this is um, the building. Yeah, there's number 11, right? Yep. Technically, it's the, in reality, it's the 10th year because you know how you don't start an event at zero. The yeah. building gather one was actually in 2010. So even though last year was building gather 10, it was actually only the ninth year of doing the event, even though it was the 10th time doing it. Yeah. You know how that works we made out. A weird hoopla, supla, whatever the fuck like that. No we, 13th floor yeah, kind of with, shit. Yeah. With a raffle. Yeah. That's how I start. <laughs> yeah. That's how I start my zero invoices. I don't, event. I don't like to start my invoices when I first got in business at like zero. I started at like 10,000. Yeah. 10, 000. yeah. <laughs> Seems like you've been around longer. Yeah. <laughs> but then I went back to zero. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and originally the first building gather wasn't actually called CBBG. It was just called, I called it Moped Community Building Gather. And then everyone's like, no, that's dumb. You're hosting it. And they were doing a spin off of the CBGB. Um, country bluegrass bar in new york Rest and they're like no no it should it should totally be cbdg it's chad burke's building gather so the second year is when it actually officially was cbbg yeah well ours is rnc republican national party is also riding <laughs> chatter coincidentally so it's funny when like the hashtags come through and this is a bunch of political shit that we don't know anything about also in the oh, hashtags yeah, yeah. That's like, uh definitely we, we had the Yeah, go ahead. I was saying that's definitely like my like number one rally pro tip for like anyone throwing a rally. Double check your hashtag. Check your hashtag <laughs> yeah. prior to making the hashtag. Yeah, it's funny. We didn't do that and I was like, ooh, look at this. This is this is great. Yep. Yeah, the the Kalamazoo moped riders we just built by KMR and there's a uh, business here in town called the Cal- uh, Kalamazoo Metal Recyclers. So <laughs> if you hashtag that, you just get a bunch of scrap metal and junk cars that uh, that's what the Kalamazoo moped riders like, come up we, as. We knew their mopeds were <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, why is that one got four wheels and a you know, a, a big engine? That's not a moped. No yeah. title, no problem. Scrap it. In the world of learning, learning hashtags. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's the way it is with it, everything. They're like, for me, I'm a digital moron. I can't even text mm-hmm. text properly or hardly turn my computer on. So like, even like trying to do shit for work or any kind of computer stuff is difficult for me. So like, I'm excited to see how I learn this new normal also, because it's a lot of more digital shit that I've got to deal with too. And so the, the building gallery yeah, being um, online is going to be rad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a whole different set of logistics. And luckily one of the gals in our group, uh, Brianna, Asnes, she's a professor at a college. And so she's helping us out with the zoom because zoom, if you don't have a premium account, you only get 40 minutes before it kicks you off and you can only host a hundred people. But with, um, she, because she's a professor, she has a premium account and she's helping us out. And so we can have up to 300 people on it at once and unlimited time frames. 
she just has to create the um, meetings and everything. So she's helping with the logistics of creating creating all these uh, these meetings, and then she's got this really cool um, robot that is called Swivel that you put your phone or whatever that's going to video you in it, and then you wear this little thing around your uh, neck, and so it'll follow you up and down and like almost 360 degrees in that. So I'm going to be using that for some of the um, conversations I have with, with rebuilding an engine and that, because I'm going to be doing two, um, like two hour segments, one on uh, Friday where I'm basically just going to snag a E50 that I don't know what's up with it. Just a stock E50 off of the shelf and tear it down and rebuild it with a new crankshaft and uh, case match it for a kit and basically just go through the whole teardown buildup <clears throat> of a E50. And then uh, the second day on Saturday, I'm going to be doing a segment where I powder coat, well, sandblast some, some items and then powder coat them and, and show that process. Um, yeah, because we were my, looking at time slots trying to figure out figure out what to do like what do you like what's the you know protocol for other people in the time slots is there any like suggestions available or it's it's pretty open so the the time slots um because it's it's really difficult trying to make it inclusive given the the format and and because of bandwidth and that um we're gonna have to we'll have a chat function but we're going to have to have the video off during the times that I'm presenting because it it'll it, with that many people on it's just going to bog everything down. Yeah. So so um there's that, but there's like there's going to be some open time slots for people to just bullshit and everyone can turn their video on and that for those uh, we'll set it up to where that's a kind of a free for all and uh, and so that people can just like catch up in that and then. We'll also encourage people if they want to go live on the Facebook feed and people can break off into separate Zoom meetings that they can share on the event page too, on uh, the Facebook event page. Um, if they want to have smaller groups to catch up where you're, you know, you see people you don't get to talk to every day. If you've got a hundred people in a room, it's going to be a little harder to talk to like five, 10 people. So it's kind of, it's kind of make it up as you go along as far as the, the, the time slots for people to present or, or talk about what they're doing or, you know, publicize a podcast they're doing or a build or answer questions. Um, Mike Boyd from California was talking about doing some moped trivia. Um, it's basically just being creative and finding ways to interact with people. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. Yeah, it, it might be a it's shit show. Be something. It's definitely gonna get hectic. It, it's gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something's gonna happen. Whether it's uh, you know it works out smoothly or it may be but a huge like, learning curve, but it's gonna happen either way. And his mopeds, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. like there, flying I, by the seat of our pants is gonna be rad. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be figuring out as we go, and uh, you know, like uh, Brianna's. She, she made like a passcode so that we don't get uh, you know hacked or that. So I think the worst case scenario that we'll end up is like I told her, you know, we're not going to end up having someone probably hack in with with uh, any 
porn from outside for the Zoom call, but I can't guarantee that there won't be porn from within the passcoded. <laughs> Maybe uh, Matthew like, McConaughey will hack in. Chad Burke's yeah, building together like, OnlyFans. <laughs> If, if we get anything inappropriate, it's probably going to be from our own people, mm. which is expected. <laughs> so, Chad, how are you? Encouraged, gonna... <laughs> perhaps? How's the passcode? Well, hey, I, I did not say that. <laughs> what was that? Um, how's the passcode going to be distributed? So, I, I sent out emails today um, to everyone that had registered up till. Uh, Sunday night, I think it was. And so um, people that have registered since then, I'm going to be collecting their emails from the, um, the website for registering, and I'm going to continue to send out that email. I basically just got a big email compilation list of everyone that's registered, and then I'm sending out these uh, the information. So right now, today I sent out... Um, how to purchase, because today also uh, raffle tickets went on sale today, so it's a dollar ticket, um, and it's good for any of the um, raffle prizes. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's good for the gift certificates, the bike, everything, but you have to be a registered participant to be able to, to buy tickets. That's how I'm tracking stuff. Are you and using so, like a um, raffle site? to host your raffle? No, no, I, I look into those and they're, they're kind of ludicrous. They take, they take a, a portion of your funds and, and everything. So what I'm doing is I'm just having people send, uh, to chat at quarterkick.com. They're, they're, uh, however much they want to put towards raffle tickets to note in the comments, it's for raffle tickets. And then what I'm doing is I've got a, a physical roll of raffle tickets and in chronological order, according to who sent me uh, payment, I'm just going from one payment email to another and I'm pulling out the tickets that they um, purchased and we're logging who bought what ticket numbers. And then those are getting thrown into the big uh, raffle barrel and that. So, uh, we're keeping track so if people aren't available during the time slot that we actually are doing the raffle, they'll still win the prize because we've got people that have registered from the West Coast all the way to we actually have someone in the United Kingdom. Oh, what a bummer. No, no, no yelling. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> so many questions. Though. So many questions. So where, where can one go to register for the building gather? Um, so KalamazooMopedWriters.com has the uh, has the registration link and every or well it is the it's the site and if you go to events it's under that and so you can go to the events click on uh, CVVG eleven and there you'll find uh, what the event is and then you can um, select shirt size because with the registration is twenty dollars. And with that is, uh, you get a shirt and it gets shipped to you after the event. I'm waiting till after the event to ship out this year so that everyone that registers right up till Friday or Saturday even so that no one gets left out on the shirt. So I'm going to have the shirts printed 
once I've got everyone uh, that has actually part- partaken of the event. So I'm making sure everyone's captured. Whereas when I do shirt runs for in-person events, I have to have a cutoff time for when shirts have to be printed and everything. Because of this being virtual, it actually opens up an opportunity where I can have everyone that pays the registration fee gets the shirt that they want. It gets shipped out to them and that. So it's, it's a way of kind of making sure that no one's missed. Yeah, we've had a, uh, some discussions like that before. It's like, man, if we could just like sell them the shirt but not actually give it to them, we could probably sell a lot more <laughs> shirts and they all get the right sizes yeah. that they need and we have no leftovers. You know, that's always a Yeah, because no matter how you do it, there's always leftover ones. You try and plan for for a couple extra of this, somehow you end up with like 20 smalls, even though you <laughs> had people that you had, you had 15 people register for smalls and no one took one. They all like got there and were like, I'm actually kind of sad. I need the medium. Yeah. You know, so they take someone else's shirt and it's a bottleneck effect. All of a sudden every other shirt that's larger is gone and all your left is with is either like a wind sail of a three X or a, <laughs> a small that you can wear yeah. or you can put on your dog or something. Don't hit on us big boys. Get out of here. It's true though. <laughs> yeah. That's the, I mean, really it's the best way to do it. It sucks because like if you're at a rally, you want your shirt now, you know, but the other side of it is it's, yeah. it's you know, everybody loves getting shit in the mail. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's why I order from Amazon. I just we love did. getting the packages. We did one rally where yeah. we, we made people prepay for shirts, and if you didn't prepay for them, you didn't get a shirt. And it was our coolest yep. shirt ever, and so many people were butthurt because they <laughs> didn't pre-register for the shirt, and they didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's hard to facilitate it, and, you know, there's always going to be some sort of drawback with it, but you, you, you can only do what you can do. Like, people are going to show up last minute. People are going to bail out that we're originally going to go something changes so you know yeah I, I actually I'm gonna I brought home a stack of um, rally shirts from the shop just tonight and I've got some left over from last year and I'm gonna throw them on the event page and just say hey anyone that wants one of these five bucks and we'll include it with your other shirt when we mail it out that's pretty rad yeah, you know, that way people can enjoy, enjoy some shirt that they might not have gone to the event, but it's still a cool shirt. And uh, and then it helps me, you know, <laughs> get get these shirts that are sitting around not doing anything um, out there to where people can enjoy them and, and wear them and everything. Because, you know, every shirt that is out there, someone took the time to design a really cool, you know, logo or piece of artwork and you know there's a lot to be said just for all the time it goes into rally shirts yeah like there is. <laughs> An- angels angels designed several shirts for events for me i love the girl like she's amazing and so talented and you know um patrick my husband he's 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 done shirts for me now too and you know, we're just we're we're really lucky to have so many awesome people in the community that have so many different skill sets and talent. We really are, dude. So, and the shirt this year is the uh, the space cadet with the uh, the maxi. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know, I, I figured since uh, this year is uh, the year of COVID and a year where we're all kind of like floating out in the middle of nowhere, disconnected. <laughs> I, I figured, what better uh, analogy to what's going on this year than to just have you know, a spaceman like kind of trying to ride a, a moped because he's out there all alone, but he's still trying to do his thing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick design. I love it. I can't, yeah. Like, one, it's one, one, these, one of these days I'm going to figure out a way to like get like a mobile like print set up and like <laughs> try to just offer like, oh, I'll come to your rally and I'll print all your rally shirts. That way you always get the right size. Like I'll just pop up yeah, and like that... print on the spot. We did that one year. Yeah, I know they... Yeah, I know they do make printers. Like Patrick's got a friend that's got a, a shirt printer that, that, and it prints pretty decent shirts, like um, on the spot. But but yeah, it, it you know it just seems like there's always going to be someone that gets left out. It's hard with the the shirt game to get stuff right. Yeah, I think our first year we one of the, our first years doing it, we actually just had the thing in the house, like the screen. And we're like, what size shirt do you want? And like, Brad, um, put yeah, the beer down. Yeah. Quick, go squeegee this fucking shirt real quick. And like, there was a lot of really crooked <laughs> shit going you know, on. You know what? Um, Build and Gather Four. Um, we we did the same thing. We we did we made a screen, and I just told people bring whatever you want, and we'll we'll screen print it to her, or we'll show you how to screen print. So there were people that screen printed that logo to their, their jean jackets, to T-shirts, to shop towels, like just all over the place. And, that, and yeah, not a single one was probably straight or <laughs> <laughs> looked all that great. And they were all just like, you could tell the people that have probably done it before and you just ignore those people because <laughs> it's sickening. And then you, you look at all your friends that have the like really funky ones and you're like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> the swoops definitely all screen printed their shirts one year. Cause we went to the, one of the rallies and like all the shirts were just like half printed, like crooked, like <laughs> they missed, they missed, yeah. they missed the big spot. Like <laughs> one of the first bands I was in did that shit. He was like getting in his like, Oh, I'm going to get my own shit. And I, but he didn't screen print. He had iron ons. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and the fucker still ironed on, oh. iron it on. Totally crooked, <laughs> but he was such a weird guy. He only had one leg, and he was a big boy, man, like super tall, just a big, and he like hobbled around, so he looked like goofy, but he's like, I kind of like it. It kind of fits my personality, crooked ass, like band logo. And he's like, doop, 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 you know. Wow. Fucking, I was killing it. I was loving it. I was like, oh, well, I guess if you're going to have it, you better own it, you know. Yeah. So uh, what? what are there... After this call, we're gonna have have to have like sensitivity training. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's That's no thing is good. Yeah. Do you listen to the podcast? Foot in mouth. Let's let yeah. Constantly with a foot in the mouth, dude. So uh, what? Le- yeah, Monday was the greatest lesbian accessory of all time. The Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> Okay. Ashley, Ashley wasn't here to yell at him, and I didn't get to hit the button either. Oh, so. man, I've been wondering if you've been using that button. Wow. <laughs> Thomas? Matthew. <Wow. Not> <laughs> dude, so so what's on the what's on the raffle list, dude? Um, as of right now, we have um, treats. So, so for the most part, there's nothing, no parts 
nothing to really be shipped for the most part because I'm trying to make that easier too. So um, Treats has donated $600 worth of gift certificates. So there's, so there's going to be um, four $25, 250s, two $100s, and one $200 gift certificate. Uh, Dose has donated uh, 350 so they've got a 50 uh, a 50, 100, and a 200. Um, Clank's Pipe is having a rough year, but they're donating uh, intake of choice and uh, 25% off a custom pipe. Um, they just got a hold of me today, so that's not in the email yet. Um, and I'll add it to the, the event page. Um, and then uh, I'm throwing in a, a vintage like metal lunchbox that's moped cyclist um, that has a bunch of kids riding mopeds and dirt bikes and bicycles and that. And so whoever wins that, I'll put their shirt in it and they'll get that. Uh, the Toledo Zeros have a sealed bearing front mag wheel with this brake on it that they're donating to raffle off. And then, uh, Moped Santa is donating one twenty-five $25, $150 and $100, $100, um, cash essentially prize. And Moped Santa is just me. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like moped santa who the fuck yeah, is yeah, that yeah we're behind the curtain here googling moped santa yeah yeah no i i figured you know during my event i usually buy a lot of um raffle prizes like helmets and gloves and just uh, you know sex toys you know just stuff to, to give out yeah yeah and because I'm not hosting it in person, I it doesn't make sense to do that. So I'll put some of the money I would have put towards um, purchasing stuff to raffle off, and I'll just put that money into some people's pockets, and they can spend it on whatever they want. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Moped Santa, let me sit on your lap. <laughs> well, um... Put us yeah. put us oh, down and, for and a donation too. I, I need dude. this new uh, uh, Molossi MHR okay. pipe. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Put us down. Uh, we'll do okay. a, a podcast uh, prize pack. Okay. okay. We're not yeah, gonna tell you what um, it is. Shoot me. Yeah, <laughs> just shoot me a text message of that. You don't have to say what it is, but we'll we'll raffle it off. And then obviously the the cream of the crop prize is the. Uh, Atala Master 50 that I've been working on, that I've been refurbing. You want to tell us about that bike? Because it's like, Purple. I've never even seen one of those before. Yeah, so I, 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 I acquired it from Dose, uh, I think like maybe five or six years ago. And um, so there's, to my knowledge, there's like less than 10 of them in the U.S., I believe. And they were never they were never sold in the states, and I think most of them have come over with doses shipments that they bring all those wonderful toys to us. Um, they're the real moped Santas <laughs> for a price. So they bring, they, for a price, <laughs> they, they bring over the toys, and but, then you get um, one of these mixed in here and there. 
Yeah. But I, I got that from them. It had a seized engine when I got it. And then I got some other parts. And then it's just kind of, it's a, it's a super cool bike. It's a monoshock bike. It's, uh, you know, that late 80s, early 90s. Like, it's, it's right before that, like, true incest of moped scooter. So it's got, like, really scooter-esque, like, fenders and stuff. Um, and and it's just got some really fun style to it. And so uh, I was... I was trying, I always try and raffle off a really rare or unique bike for this event. And so, um, I decided that that was the bike this year. And then I, I saw a, uh, there's a, a picture that pops up all the time of this 103, Peugeot 103 that's just like popping with like pinks and purples and blues and yellows and that. And so, that was the inspiration for the color scheme for this bike. So I decided to uh, just own it and try and mimic that and put my own little spin on it. So I've, I've been doing all the, the work to get it to that point. And this bike is more painting than I've ever done in my life. I hate <laughs> paint. Like I am not a spray paint guy. I'm not a, paint paint guy i am a powder coat guy <laughs> and and like i i it, patrick is a muralist he works with spray paint all the time um so he's probably gotten a good laugh at watching me do this but um i've gotten better at it but i won't say that it's it's perfect it's it's uh it's got its own unique imperfections with it um my powder coat is spot on. So the, the frame, the wheels, the triple tree plate, the handlebar plate, um, anything that's metal on the bike, the sprocket, um, all of that's been powder coated. But the, um, the, the, all the shrouds and fenders and all of that, that's, that's all, um, that's all paint. And I, I lucked out and really found some, paints that were really close to the powders that I selected in that. It's really, really coming together well. Um, I found uh, Treats actually had an Atala Master um, Newell stock seat on their site, so I bought Ooh. that. So I got the original seat, but it was super sun-dried. So now it's got a real crisp new seat. And then Dose Cycles has uh, donated a lot of odds and ends for stuff I was missing on the bike, like the foot pegs and the, the ignition. Um, it's, it's got a CDI and the box was blown. Um, they donated some, some of the trim plastics and that to it. Uh, they donated a pipe for it. They, they, they've helped out a lot because they got the stock to, to assist with the bike. That's so rare. Um, and it's got a, uh, Rosado type one, one twenty two um, motor on it. So it's a case inducted reed valve, um, fan cooled. It's, it's kind of similar to a Minarelli B1L. Um, it yeah, actually has a, it looks four like the same reed. intake. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's got a four pedal reed block instead of a two pedal reed block. 
So that's kind of interesting for for a smaller engine. Yeah, stock with a four pedal. Yeah, I was gonna say with paint, any of those yeah. any of those black plastics, you can go to like a paint supply store in most places and pick up something called trim black, and like you just barely shoot it on there and it dyes it like brand new matte black. Trim. Oh really? Yeah, it's rad. So if you had like an old seat, anything that'll absorb dye, and uh, you can just huh. shake it up, and it's called Sims is a brand. And Trim Black. You could buy other brands of Trim Black, but Sims really is the one you want. It's the best. And I've dyed tennis shoes with oh, that's it. that's good to know. Like, have you ever bought, like, brand new wiper blades? You know, like that perfect crisp or, like, a bl- matte black mirror on a brand new car? It's that sort of finish, you know? And it'll dye. It'll redye okay. anything. Headlight bezels, handlebar grips, levers, seats, anything. It's awesome shit. Man. Thomas would know. He's, You're he's the, the yeah, he's the paint guy. Yeah, Sims. Sims. Is yeah, rad. I know. I know. Any, yeah, that, no. So, so, oh, go ahead. I was it like the shock boots? If you, you know, like something like that, you can't find. You want to like spruce them up. You get a Sims trim black them, and they'll look like brand new. I'll have to look that up because that's that's really unofficial for stuff that you just can't get. Yeah, I've done so seats. That's, that's really cool. Like where I've done repaired seats and uh, like super glued and used like filler fabric and then sanded it down and the stems mm-hmm. turned black right over it like a gray faded out sun faded seat and it looks perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's rad. Nice. Yeah, no, I definitely have to check that out because there's sometimes where you just don't have another option. So that's that's great. Um, and uh, overall, I'm I'm like despite me having to do so much painting i'm i am happy with the way the the bike's turning out and i've had to improvise on a couple of things like there's these little caps that are supposed to cover the screws on the fender on the swing arm and i couldn't i only had one and it was busted and i uh went to ace hardware and i just kind of went through all their little drawers of stuff and uh knockout caps that go on like a outlet box or that like a, a breaker box or that uh, with the prongs i found that one that was about the same diameter and then i just bent most of the prongs in so they were flat and sandblasted them powder coated them and now they're the little covers for those screws that make a nice little accent way too much I, work <laughs> wait listen, way too much work like listen to oh, the attention and detail that's not too in. much work you know, it's when you see a really sharp car or a really sharp bike or something and you can't put your finger on it, it's because of all those little details. It's all those little accents that don't don't smack you in the face, but they're accents that make something really sharp. So, like, you know, getting the right colors for the details. Like, just tonight I cut the decals for the bike and I've still got to add a little, little splash to the, the back half, but you know, it's, it's just that little stuff that really sets it off. And, and you know, why do it if you're not going to do it? Well, I'll wait. Oh God, I forgot. Everyone's in the moped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like how many people out there have never said that to themselves? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. still running. Ride it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a hard time. Like there was a, a a little cover box piece that goes over the voltage regulator under the seat, and I was like, ah, it's 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 a little plastic cover box. I'm like, and no one's gonna see that. I'm not gonna do that. 
yep, no, I couldn't do that. I just kept looking and I'm like, no, no, why would I do all this work and not do that? No, nope, got to do that. Like, there's, I, I just don't have that half-ass part of me to uh, take over when it comes to a build. I have to, I have to do it right. It's a reflection of who I am and what I'd want to see from someone else. So. I mean that's part of the, that's also part of the the project and the love of hosting an event like this is putting your time and effort and your own personal touch oh, on yeah. it. You know, like your personal touch for this thing is the personal touch of making it the way you would want it to be. You know, and that yep. that's yep. important. I, I make yeah, and I make much nicer bikes for everyone else. I'd never take the time to make a bike like this for myself. Oh yeah, I've never painted a bike for myself. Never, ever, ever have I ever the, taken a bike and closest, done one for myself. Yeah, the closest I've come is the red and white Pacel, um K196 frame that I powder coated red and white that I've been riding for the past two years, and that's the one I built like 36 hours before driving to Austin, mm-hmm. riding it from Austin to LA, and then I've ridden it the last couple of years. Um, since then but I had powder coated all of those parts that are on that bike uh, six years ago and they've been sitting on a shelf and then two years ago I decided to actually like build the bike but that's the nicest uh, nicest bike I've ever had for myself that I did the work on yeah I've got to get registered man I need to win a couple hundred dollars in treats cards man (laughs) yeah well treats are dose you know it's Spread the love. <laughs> oh, no, I spread the love for sure, but, like, what I want is not on those at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, no, they they, they, they were really, really, uh, they always are. You know, the, the shops, uh, some of the smaller shops this year just are, are struggling a little too hard. But, you know, it, we're, we're lucky to have vendors that we're purchasing from that actually interact with us on the level that ours do with contributions and donations and sponsorship and and also just bringing all this crazy shit over here for us to buy yeah i mean it's tough out there for everybody you look around at any restaurant or small business i mean people are closing shop left and right so like even mopeds you know the money that you had to spend on a daily basis. I mean, not that everybody's knocked out of the game, but people are also a little more reserved with how they're spending. And they're not riding and rallying as much right now, so they're not breaking their shit as much, which is bad for business, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and, you know, that's that's another thing as far as uh, this this pandemic. Um, It's been over 20 years since I didn't leave the state and go to a moped event like 20 years of going to events even if it was just ohio or indiana or that when when stuff started off small we used to go to motion left in indiana we'd go to uh you know tbs the bombardment society in cincinnati and this is the first time in 20 years of like really having a community in the moped uh, sphere. I didn't, I didn't do any rallies. I didn't, but I, I, I guess I actually squeezed one of them in, in January. And that was 
the Toledo uh, Zeros uh, get your shit running. And that, that was in early January before all of the shit hit the fan. Yeah. So I went to one, one technically one out of state rally that was two and a half hours for me, but it wasn't a riding rally. It was a hangout and like drink and build shit. So pretty much like a normal rally, but without the riding. Yeah. It's frustrating. Cause you know, like you want to get out there and do shit, but and it's also frustrating when you, you know, like I've seen a few things happen and I'm just like, man, you know, like they're really going to throw it down and like have people come out and do it. You know, like it's, a bad idea yeah. in a lot yeah. of ways, but you don't want to be the one saying, you know, stop. Yeah, I had, I had the plane tickets. Yeah, I had plane tickets out to New Mexico um, for the uh, Goat Heads rally, and um, I think I, I, Goat or Lizard. I'm I'm sure I'm messing up. It's a group that I'm not as familiar with. No, I'm familiar with people in the group. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. But um, no, I had plane tickets for that. And it was in April, and I, I kind of kept popping up on the event page, and I'm like, guys, so uh, are, are you doing this? Are you not doing this? Probably with the way things are going, probably shouldn't. I really want to be there, but I also want to be responsible. And so they ended up canceling it, and, like, the airlines are just horrible in regards to, like, taking your money and not wanting you to, to give it back. So they were like, I bought the insurance and everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, the insurance covers you in case we cancel the flight. But we didn't cancel the flight. That flight still went. So the most we can do is credit you for that amount up to a year from the date of the purchase. Uh. So I've got, like, I've got, like, a $430 credit that expires in April of next year and who knows that we're going to be able to fly anywhere, you know, safely by then. So that, that, that was a, a bummer because I don't usually fly to rallies either. Cause I like to have my own, my own bike and everything, but it was an opportunity to go hang out with a new group. And, and some of the people I know on the other side of the, the country that I don't get to see as frequently and that, and that, that, that didn't pan out with everything that happened. So it's, it's definitely been a, a rough year to, to try and stay cohesive. And, you know, it, I've been able to hop on a couple of random zoom calls with like East coast and, and just here and there and just bullshit with people. But, you know, there's just a level of needing to actually be in the same room with someone to, to really connect and, I'm looking forward to that coming back, but you know, it, it, at least we've got some conduits. At least it's not, you know, 25 years ago where you're trying to use Netscape Navigator <laughs> and the dial-up modem is like crashing, and you only got like three lines into the the picture that you were trying to uh, enjoy. You know. <laughs> Rough. Yeah, well, I mean, with the airline shit, for me, it's a great time to buy stock in airline. Because <laughs> they're yeah. fucking crashing like a motherfucker, and they will go back up. I bought a ton of it when it yeah. like when the COVID first hit, and they like right before they parked all the planes, I saw the trend like tanking like a whore, and I bought a bunch of it, and it's still oh, wow. it's still tanked like a motherfucker. But I'm up like a hundred percent in stocks on airline stocks. Uh, if you're if you're in the yeah, like that's, that's a smart. 
smart way to do it. Like, and well, you know, you know Kelly Coom, right? Yeah. You know she works for Moderna. I don't, I, and they're one of the the. What? I didn't know that. No. Yeah, yeah. So she she works for the company that's one of the top ones in the running. Like Pfizer's probably going to get theirs out the door first. But Moderna's next, and theirs isn't as temperature sensitive as yeah. uh, Pfizer's is. So, um, yeah, she was telling us like early on that they were some of the first trials in that. So, you know, just another case in point about like all the like crazy awesome people we have in the community. You got someone that's literally, you know, working and making vaccines and using, you know, messenger RNA and that to help. Hey, she could be mopping the floors. We don't know what she does there. (laughs) I do know what she does. She tried to get me to leave. She tried to get me to leave my husband and come work there. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Better be a damn good vaccine. But, but no, no, she's 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 great, and she's helped on 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 the whole process of of this one of the vaccines that's going to be rolled out. So, just so many awesome people. That's that's one of the reasons why I like bringing um, people together for these events, and that is you just you get to really intermingle with so many different um, personalities and information and knowledge bases. And, you know, when, when my events in my shop, a lot of people are, are there to just enjoy the other people. They're not necessarily there to build. They're there to gather and that, and, and then there's people that come every year and they learn something the year before and they come the next year just so they can help, teach someone what they learned, um, you know, the, the year before, or there's people that have come to the event and learned how to, you know, sandblast and powder coat. And now they're starting up shops doing that. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's really awesome to see, um, to see people gain a, a skill set and run with it and, and apply it to something outside of mopeds, you know? Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's kind of what keeps the wind in my sails when it comes to, to these events is just, you know, getting to see everyone kind of grow and, and get to interact with people. And, you know, we've got a really awesome community and uh, you, you can't build it if you're not, you know, supporting it and interacting with it. Definitely. Um, as far as the powder coating goes, since you... That is like, it seems like that's like such a big part of like the building out there. Everyone's like, yo, I was up all night powder coating my shit. <laughs> the line, the powder coat line was around the corner. Like, you yeah. want to, you want to tell people about your powder coat setup? Cause it's super, like, your powder coat setup is so moped that it's like, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess, um, I mean, I, I don't know much else. I mean, I've seen other setups in that to some degree, but, you know, I built it to do what I needed. And so like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't start powder coating until 2014. I didn't really even know much about powder coating, uh, you know, 10 years ago when I started my event, I didn't really know much about it at all. 
And so I just learned that, you know, you could buy an oven and stick some little parts in there. And so I, I literally bought, like, I think I got a $25, like, double oven that I wired into my breaker box at the shop. And then uh, a really, really shitty Harbor Freight powder coating gun and just, like, started learning with that and putting little things in the oven that I could fit. And then I was like, well, I can't fit a tank in there. I can't, you know, I can't put a frame in there. So then uh, I, I, I decided, well, I need to build a bigger oven. And I'd seen a lot of other groups build ovens out of, like, you know, uh, filing cabinets or refrigerator uh, housings and stuff like that. I didn't like how you kind of basically have to hang the whole frame up and down inside of there. So I, I built my oven, uh, it's five foot deep, four foot tall, three foot wide. And then I put in uh, Unistrut C-channel um, and trolleys so that I could just roll stuff in and out. It's safer. I've got a, a, a cart that's on wheels that connects to it so that you can roll stuff right out onto the cart, which has a C-channel too, so it rolls right out. So when I built my setup, it was it was kind of learning from all the things I'd seen from other people's setups, trying to bear in mind that not everyone's the most aware, and they might try and reach out and grab that 450-degree thing with their hand, so trying to make it safer and, and make it easier for people to do without getting hurt. And then uh, I, I started off with, like, a sandblasting cabinet that, that this, like, grandpa in his 80s made, like, out of wood and plastic to uh, sandblast his, his uh, grandson's Tonka toys. He'd get Tonka toys <laughs> from, like, like the Goodwill and stuff, and he would sandblast them and make them, like, brand new for his grandkids. So I, I picked that up from him, and then uh, I outgrew that pretty quick, and then I just started getting more and more uh, professional equipment. So I got, you know, a nicer um, blasting cabinet, and then I built a bigger one um, that uh, is, like, five feet wide and has, like, a two-and-a-half-foot door in that. And started getting better um, sandblasting cons and uh 2015, I got a, a really nice uh, compressor. And so every year I, I just kind of am trying to improve my setup. And, and most of the reason for improving my setup is, is to make sure that things are better for people when they come to my event. Yeah. Like, it makes for I, less I work utilize too. This stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Like I benefit from making these things, you know, getting better quality in that. But um, but the real drive for me is to make things better for not just me, but for the people that come to use it. Like, I, I've got a, a pretty nice uh, Millermatic uh, 180 uh, welder that I bought, and I'd never welded before in my life. And that thing gets more use during building gather than it does any other time of year, but I, I actually can weld pretty decent now, but I mean, so many other people have put their first welds down with that welder. So, you know, it's just, uh, 
a lot of the way that the, the powder coating and sandblasting and that um, has grown is is just through necessity on what I'm trying to do and how it will assist people that come to the event to try and do stuff. And, you know, I, uh, it, when I get some more time, I've got a bunch of sheet metal to build a bigger oven, you know, and, and learn from what I, what I like and what I don't like about my current oven. So, yeah. And the and, construction of the ovens yeah. are, are interesting. Cause I've seen some articles online about people building them out of old literal free ovens that they get off of Craigslist. They'll take yeah, the, the yeah, elements yeah. out and the controllers out and then just build a, a, a cage for it and just make their own powder coating oven. And it works that's, really well. That's exactly, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what, what mine is. So that, that original set of, uh, of double ovens that I bought that I was using just for little parts, when I built the, the larger box, essentially, that's that, that five by four by three that I've currently got, that's got stainless steel inside, um, sheet metal, and then just uh, cheap sheet metal on the outside, and it's filled with insulation. That a shop a couple doors down used to um, do like foam insulation for houses, like the spray and foam. Yeah. So they they take out all the old insulation, and they had a big garbage bin. So I'd go over there and grab. <laughs> Uh, have glass insulation out of their garbage and fill my the walls of my oven with it, and uh, and then I took the four heating elements that were in that double oven and um, installed them into the the oven I've got now. I took the windows from the double oven and put them on the the roof of my powder coating oven. And I'm, I'm sorry, put, the what? Uh, <laughs> The roof. The, the, the roof. Know. The roof. The roof the is on fire. Because <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you, on fire. you can't prove that. Because <laughs> when you said that, my dog just barked a little. Cute. <laughs> but, said, um, but yeah, I, 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 I put it on the top, the windows, so that I could put... Uh, uh, Train of thought gone. Done. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of the word. The, the floodlights. Floodlights. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like, I put floodlights over those, and I put uh, an oven window from like just a normal house oven in the front door of my powder coating oven. Which any other oven, for the most part, that you see that's for powder coating. It's a big metal door, and they shut it. Yeah, and that's it. They There's don't. They don't no care about it. seeing it. Yeah, but you know, part of the teaching people and that is is having them see it, having them see the powder go from powder to liquid and 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 flow, and that. So, like, I want people to see it. I want them to look in and see what's going on with their parts. Yeah. See, I and don't know much about powder, been, powder coat. Does it ever run on you? Oh yeah, you you can put it on too heavy, and you can get drip, and and that, um, and especially with clear coat, if you the the clear powder is really really fine, it's a lot finer than um, the regular powder, and if you put that on too thick, when it when it goes liquid, it will um, it it will it'll run, it'll drip, you can get orange peel 
if you uh, do your your powder coat, you don't get even coverage, especially if it's like a two stage um, powder coat. If you don't cover it enough, you're going to get speckles and that. Um, you, I like to do most of my parts um, while they're cold, but you can do hot coats and then they'll go liquid right away. But if you don't get even coverage when you're doing a hot coat, it can also kind of get that orange peel effect. See, as a painter, issues. Yeah, as a painter, yeah. I'd, I'd probably like to do the hot coat versus the wet, the cold coat. That way, I can yeah, see yeah. instantaneously where I'm at in the process. But yeah, so I've never powder yeah. coated anything, but I understand like a little bit of the process. Does the the clear powder like really add that much to it? In your opinion. What do you mean, like... As far as, like, the brilliance of color or the overall finish? Well, it, it, it can have some real depth and luster, especially some of the, the powders that are, like, illusion colors of that, because those are a base coat, and then you... And, I mean, you can get some of that same stuff with, with clear coats and building up with paint, but I, I find that there's some real... real um, you just get a lot of, a lot of uh, depth with the thickness because you can put on different thicknesses. It's going to be a lot more than the paint. Also, it's a lot more durable because it's basically baking and turning into a shell. And then there's some powders that actually have a chemistry to them. So like the illusion colors, a lot of them, when you do the first coat, that's going to be your actual color coat, but it, it comes out and you're looking at it and you're like, what the fuck? This is supposed to be illusion root beer, and it looks like some like pastelly orange brown. Yeah, it but looks hot pink. Clear co- yeah, you you put the clear coat on it, and once it goes in the oven with that, there's a the the clear coat acts as a catalyst. And there's a reaction, and it changes the color entirely. Like mm. it just like night and day, and it's it, that part's really cool. It's like magic. Yeah, because most of the really, really some of yeah. the clear coat stuff. That I mean, the uh, the powder coat stuff I've seen. I mean, I don't know how they did it exactly, but I would. I thought that like the clear coat once it's powder coated, it's almost like single stage. You just like one and done. You don't really need the clear coat unless. Well, well, so so there's 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 powders that have different um, finishes, you know, gloss and matte and satin, and some some you don't. They're a single single stage, single coat. You don't need anything else. But then there's certain, there's other ones like um, a lot of candy colored um, powders are actually like a chrome uh, base layer of powder coat. So you powder coat it chrome, it gives it that near finish. And then you, the candy coat is actually a colored clear coat. And so you have to have that to get that candy appearance because you're what you're seeing the depth in that is actually the the shine of the chrome underneath through the colored clear coat that you're putting on, which is the candy coat. Yeah, for and for so, me, it's a pearl white car. It's painted white first, and then the sparkle that you see is basically a clear mid coat sparkle. Yeah, yeah, and with with the uh, with the powder coat, they they have that too. They have just uh, starlight and midnight and all these other words they use to describe their different uh, metallic finishes, but they have clear coats that just have sparkle in them, and they have different types of sparkle or color of sparkle. Um, 
but there's there's certain powders that to get the look or the um the reaction or the color that you want you have to do that second stage and that's where it becomes difficult for um for if you're trying to do a a hot coat because if you do a hot coat over that first stage and it doesn't work right you could you could have just made a lot more work for yourself to the point where you might even have to like re-sandblast it yeah and the last thing you want to have to do is sandblast something that you just powder coated because it takes 10 times longer than sandblasting the paint off of it yeah i don't know about sandblasting but i'm looking at a picture of this bike as at its what i'm guessing is its current build state and i don't want to sandblast i just want to blast it Mm. <laughs> fucking rad so if yeah. you guys haven't looked yet on the front page of moped army for is the event section and chad and burke's building gathers right there at the top with beautiful picture of this fucking bike it looks sick yeah it's like a barbie car for an adult <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good description you, know, you really like should them. yeah you should get some barbie logos and pop on there fuck the stock logos this thing's loud. Yeah, I talked about doing that, but yeah, no, I want to. I want to, uh, you know, try and keep it true to form with uh, some of the decals. I'm gonna the the back end. I'm probably just gonna put some squiggles and uh, splash of colors decals, like you saw on like NS50s yeah. and little flex like from flex, that flex time. Feel. Or maybe yeah, maybe yeah, so. pull, pull out an alternate raffle and it like you put the bike out there, but you actually win an actual Barbie car. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of oh, that, oh man, if I would have had more time, um, <laughs> I I, I would have ordered one of those on eBay. You know the Barbie moped. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One of the boys has has yeah, the, that, has the derby that's all Barbie themed. It's like pink with the Barbie logo and everything. It's pretty hot. Uh, yeah, one of the Chicago guys. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but yeah, he's one of the Moranos. Yeah, no clue from he what I remember, a, a, but it's sick. Yeah, I'm always a huge fan of anything yeah. like any kind of pink in a moped or like wheels. When I was doing off roading, I was always a big fan of the dude mm-hmm. with a giant truck with pink wheels. <laughs> that shit was hard. <laughs> well, you know, it, it pops. Yeah, you know? it's rad. It's so cool. You, you got to have those contrasting colors. And this bike is all contrast in colors. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, I'm excited. Um, and it kicks off when? This weekend? Yeah, yeah. so it starts Friday night. Um, there's going to be openings for people to, to uh, if you're interested in doing a slot, they start, I think, at 1030 is what I've got. They start at, and on the event, on the Facebook event page, um, I have a list of the time slots and who's filled them, and that. And if you're interested, just get a hold of me with what you want to, what time slot you want, and and uh, what you a general idea of what you're going to be talking about. Um, the times I had to kind of bear in mind because of the fact that we've got people in England and people on the West Coast trying to figure out times that would accommodate as many time zones as possible because it's officially an international event Ooh. <laughs> the, the english are too busy snorting all their new vaccines right now anyway so they're gonna be fine 
they don't have enough for everyone to snort it. Some people have to do mopeds. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Well, we're we're definitely trying to be a part of it. We're gonna try to figure out a, a time slot that works for us. We're got a lot going on the next couple of days, but hopefully we can get okay. it sorted. Lock something down. Yeah, I guess my issue is like yeah. I, I picked up a new job and like I never know when I'm actually working and when I'm off work and when they need me and when they don't need me. So, but I think I can squeak out. Oh, that's time. the that's the kicker of adulting. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, uh, I was working like 30 hours a week and now it's like 80 hours a week, which is great because I need yeah. the money. But it's also like, fuck, there goes like free time to do oddball stuff whenever the fuck I want to yeah. do it. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll take you for as long as we can have you. Oh, yeah. So, I and mean, I-, I look forward to seeing everyone in, in every way that I can in this event and people that have more knowledge than me about some of this online venue, I welcome them to assist or, or give it, give feedback or, you know, start up separate um, groups to chat with people. Cause you know, it's about interaction. It doesn't always have to be with me. Yeah. And I think our goal is to be completely wrong about what we're doing and pretend like it's truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could always uh, redo our, uh, our our fire E50 rebuild tutorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a couple of E50s. Your, your wildfire. That's how. The, that's the only way to get them apart. I don't know how you get them apart, but we set them on fire first. They come right apart. Real yeah, easy. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is hot. <laughs> That's the E and E50. <laughs> well, one more, one more time, just tell everyone where they can find the information for the Building Gather and where they can register, and that's going to be it, man. Okay. Um, so you can go to Facebook and search CBBG11, and you can find a link in the Facebook event page. Otherwise, you can type in KalamazooMopedWriters.com, and go to the event section on that page, and you will find CBBG11, and it will have the shirt sizes and registration right there, and you can register for the event. If you've registered since Sunday, um, I'll collect your emails and get the emails sent out to you with the raffle um, prizes that are available, the Zoom uh, links that are up, and the time slots that are available for the event. And we'll make the most of this as we uh, we kind of walk into this unusual, different type of uh, event. Yeah, it's definitely unusual, and I commend you on uh, taking a stab at it head on. It's not, uh, you know, it's a lot of unknown, so it's tough. Yeah. So well, like everything, you know, it, it, if something presents an opportunity for learning, you don't necessarily want to do it, but sometimes you have to do it. Yeah, and one more thing uh, for people who want to buy raffle tickets, what's what's the way for them to buy their raffle tickets? So, so to buy raffle tickets, you need to be registered. So that's one. I, I, I that's one rule I've got with the event is you have to be a registered participant to buy raffle tickets. No illegal. Once you're registered, yeah. You know, once you're registered, then you can send money for raffle tickets to chad at quarterkick.com and specify that it's for raffle tickets. I will then um, 
pull up that uh, payment email and I will respond with the raffle ticket numbers you have. And then I'm also keeping a log of all the people that bought tickets and the numbers that they bought so that as we're pulling, we can confirm that people, if they say I won this or that, um, that it's them. I don't know how that whole part's going to go because it's going to be a little weird with doing a raffle in a room with just like two other people and pulling mm-hmm. tickets and not having crowd yell. Where's the but excitement? We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who gets the yell? Why, why can't we yell rigged? Yo, if we uh, set up a plane ticket for our hype man, uh, can somebody put him up? <laughs> rigged. Up jet yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, the, fuck the swoops. <laughs> but maybe, otherwise, maybe it's quiet. Maybe we'll just have to have a bunch of recordings that I can play on. A, a stereo behind me while everyone's uh, while I'm pulling tickets. <laughs> if you would love to have that, I can get the Richmond crew together to just <laughs> yell a bunch of random shit for thirty minutes and record it. And if send if it to you, you do that, I will play it in the background. It's on. <laughs> I'll have that done before Saturday. Okay. Sick. Fuck the swoops. We're losing five minutes. Upjet sucks. <laughs> Turbo snails. <laughs> on a personal level, man. Yeah, on a personal level, it's always really good to talk to you, man. And I, and I, yeah. I always appreciate your stick and your candor and talking to people and, and how open you are with uh, everybody in the moped community and from uh, from me to you, I personally love you very much, and I'm glad to talk to you again, and good to bullshit with you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on here, and uh, I look forward to seeing you, and it's always good to talk and hear from all of you. Yeah, and hope the event goes off without a hitch, dude. Let's, oh, it will. Uh, let's get it done. We'll <laughs> have a hitch, but we'll pick that hitch up, and we'll turn it into something else. Sick. All right, cool, Brad. <laughs> Brad, Brad Chad. <laughs> you know, Brad's Chad's. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you later, dude. Hugs, kiss. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. Damn. Well, we well, did it. <laughs> we, we made an extra. So, when do we play this? Uh, I'm going to post tonight. Woohoo! Like, I'm going to get off this. I'm going to. Uh, do the things I need to do to it and post it. Yeah, I'm excited. I got to get registered. If you're not registered, get registered for yeah. the Chadburg Build and Gather. And if you're not totally like uh, you know, like everybody's broke, fucking hit your own club up and register as a full club and yeah. throw in a couple bucks and then raffle off anything you win within your own club as like a little toy thing. That's a good idea, kinda fun. actually. You know, like... I know the time Legion won like a bunch of stuff from you guys rally yeah. and they went back home and they had a poker game for the for the rally prizes. And yeah. you can play dice on your phone now. You don't even have to have your own dice. You can just use your phone <laughs> to roll dice now. It's pretty sick. Dude, that's sick. Everyone fucking if you don't want to do it but your club wants to do it, that, what Thomas says is a sick idea. Like and then it gives you something else to do at home. Like if you do win As a, a prize, group. it gives you like a you know, a little group event. You can throw a local guy at someone's house. and It's a good excuse to talk to your clubmates and say, hey, let's get together as a group. Let's throw in a XYZ amount of budget as a as a club name to the I mean, shit do and what, do it. 
Upjet does and win all the shit because you put all your money in a pool. Yeah, you could do your own shit still, too. Upjet sucks! But don't just register one person and then buy a bunch of tickets. Register a couple people. Well, no, I'm saying also, if you do it yourself, also get together the club and say, as a club, we'll also register our club as, as its own entity and use our club money to put in, let's say, 100 bucks or whatever, you know, whatever the budget is. It always goes, man, the bike is fucking sick looking. It really yeah, because you might, you might get lucky. I think that's what we might do. This thing's hot. If I win this bike, I'm never selling it. <laughs> But when this bike, I'm repainting it. <laughs> it's not painted; it's powder coated. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Well, um, I don't know, man. Do we got anything else to talk about? Actually, got anything to talk about? So you've been, you haven't been here. You've been good. I no. No, been bad. She's I, been good. I've I've been fine. I'm okay. just staying at home. We're on a hustle. Doing things. Yeah. yeah. We're on a weird hustle. We are. The grind. It's real. Yeah, COVID's got me bugging, so I haven't been here or anywhere. Anybody want to buy an LX470? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I got, I got it. <laughs> we, might, we might be flipping it and getting something else. I might be getting a you Toyota make, Tundra. If you, if you make a buck. Uh, I don't care about just, making a buck. 20, just, 2020 Tundra's real whack, though. Have you seen the 2021? No, we're not getting into that. It's not I know, brand I know. new. I know, I know. But the 2021's real ugly. So the Tundra's five years newer than the vehicle that I just bought like two weeks ago. I like the Tundra. And it's got less mileage and it costs less money. So if I can just get out of this, then I can get into a Tundra. We'll just tight. That's already... It's. If I had it's the money... Better. I thought you wanted an SUV. Why, why a truck? No, I wanted a truck. I wanted a truck so uh, that... She wanted anything. I thought you wanted an SUV. I wanted an SUV or a truck. I just wanted something four-door that was bigger that Thomas could also use as a backup if his truck was down like it was for like a month and a half. If yeah. I had like loads of cash, I would just buy it. be like, all right, here's your money. I'll just keep it and use it for like an off-road trail rig. But we're going to sell it and make that money. Well, we don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this this is our life. I buy a vehicle, and I'm like, oh, there's another vehicle that's better. <laughs> and I haven't been looking for vehicles at all. I've been without a vehicle since, like, what, March, April? Like, I've been without a vehicle for a long time. And then all of a sudden, this one pops up. And then two weeks later, something better pops yeah, up. Yeah, we're like, this one pops up. We're like, fuck it. Let's just get something. Yeah. Like, whatever. We'll get something. You and it's, it's it fine. It was exciting. It was just like, eh, we'll get It'll this. It'll do, yeah. It's still not exciting. It does ride really fucking good. It it's is really a little, nice. A couple of little things that are funky, like the speedometer works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... My DRZ speedometer does not work anymore. That's about the weirdest <laughs> thing it has. The 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 cruise control and all that shit still works, but the actual physical speedometer. So now we have like, I just use the heads up display phone app and just throw it up in the dash. And but beyond that, that's really it's about the weirdest. Good. It's got thing. third row. It's it's yeah. cute. It's fine. It's but fine. seats. Yeah, you are it's not. A, you are not happy about this. Like I, I really like the truck. It. He was like, "You should get it. You should get it." And then the guys at the dealership, they're like, "Man, I don't Dude, know why they didn't sell this. They were going to send it to auction. This cool truck." I'm like, "It's it's just a truck." It is a rad truck. <laughs> like, it's whatever. That's what everyone keeps saying. It's, it ain't no motherfucking Tundra. That's what I. <laughs> I don't even want a Tundra. <laughs> this truck is better. Her her LX is definitely better than a Tundra. Hands down. Then maybe I'm just keeping this LX. Um, that's if you want bells and whistles. For bells and whistles. I got some bells old school and bells whistles. and whistles. Suspension, yes. bells and whistles. But for like truck purposes, you can't beat a truck. Yeah. 
you know. The truck has four-wheel drive, and it's already got a hitch on it, and it's got a truck cab. And then you, and... you guys get to double up on being a, a truck friend times two. I think we just yeah. keep them all. So yeah. then everyone starts bothering you even more. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Thomas, work. Well, Ashley's got a truck. Well, how many, see, how many I, trucks do we already have? Do you know? I need a truck. Three. I need a yes. truck. Yeah, you do have three trucks. This would be truck number four. Yeah, I had another truck, but I sold it. I can't, well... Because you got Dad's truck, you got the Nissan, you got the other Nissan. The Azuzu, yeah. Azuzu. I can't drive the Azuzu because it has no engine in it. (laughs) (laughs) Got her! That's one way to keep her from driving the truck. Take the fucking motor out. I can't drive the Chevy, the C10, because it's three on the tree, and I don't know how to do that. And then got her again. <laughs> he has his truck that he uses for work. So I'm like, I need a truck. And then I'm like, yes, Thomas is going out of town. I can have a truck. I can do all these things. And he's like, nah, I'm taking the truck out of town. And I'm like, fuck, I need a damn truck. Well, also, like, you know how to drive sticks. So why can't you learn three on tree? Because also, if you don't put it in first gear before you stop at a stoplight, then you got to get out and you got to like lift the hood and you got to like (laughs) fix something with the linkage or something. I'm like, if I just can't straight drive it, if I have to like lift a hood and (laughs) like farmer truck tricks, Jimmy, Jimmy, this or that, it's like, nah, I'm not driving it. (laughs) Why do you, why do you still have dad's old truck? It's grandpa's. Grandpa's old truck. Grandpa bought it brand new in 68. Okay. Because what am I going to do with it? Nothing. Exactly. It's not worth. It's doing. not worth selling. I drive it. I do drive it. We drive it okay. to the dump. Yeah. Okay. I drive it probably once a week. Okay. I, I take it around town and run errands in it and keep it up and fill it up with gas and you know just normal stuff. Yeah. I run errands and I drive. I do drive it and I keep it up. He does. Oh, grandpa. Yeah. yeah. It's a good truck. It actually runs really good and drives really like nice. Seventy six thousand miles on it. It, it was a might have eighty thousand on it now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It was his go to the dump truck. Did he yeah. drive, drive that around the field too, shooting shotguns? No, 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 no. Just a lot more. Now my grandpa Paul never put his possum hunting shoes on and got in the truck. <laughs> Grace, where's my possum hunting shoes? I hear that shit. I'm like, what the? F-? I was like a little kid. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he talking about? I didn't, know, I didn't even know what a possum was. Never seen something. You know. I used to get a, when I was in high school, we had this kid on the wrestling team that's really, really bad at wrestling. But he was good old boy. Good old boy. Super good old boy. He's Down like, yonder. He's like, they call me Swamp Possum. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that was his nickname, Swamp Possum. <laughs> yeah. She just called him a Nutria. <laughs> we'd be out there hanging out at my dad's house, which he lived with his parents because they were getting older for a little bit. And be like i don't know 8 30 at night nine o'clock we're settling down we were little kids we we're probably you know 10 years old or something and all of a sudden you hear a shotgun blast off the back porch uncle Allie, who was my grandfather he didn't want to be called grandpa was out in the back room drinking beer you get a warm six-pack of milwaukee's best every day and get drunk and then decide he was going to go shoot whatever the fuck he thought was out there <laughs> Grace! Got my possum hunting shoes. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Uh, What'd that possum ever do to you? That's it's great. Alright, we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks for hanging out for Moped Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday. Moped bonus day. Tuesday, Wednesday. It's airing on Wednesday. Podcast. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, Wednesday podcast. <laughs> Sign up for the Chad Burke Building Gather 11 and fuck your car. Ride a moped. Ride a moped.
So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Fuck your car. I don't know. Like, touch the floor. Is it moving? Like, no, I feel pretty locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Wah, wah, wah. You fucking never gonna last. <laughs>